Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 971 FM Talk Podcast. I um I was not really paying close attention to Dave Murray's forecast, but here's what I'll say. I don't like it. I don't like what's going on right now. I like the rain, although we need the rain. So we really we need it. that it's gonna rain. Yeah. I look, looked at the radar and there's a, a bunch coming in here and it says essentially by eight o'clock tonight, hundred percent it's gonna rain for a Ooh. while. But we do need it, right? Yeah, we do. We really do. By then you could be, you know, snug inside your house. Forty six for the high tomorrow. Slight chance of rain. 49 on Wednesday. A little sunshine. 57 on Thanksgiving. That's not too bad. Fred's no. going to be in Miami where it's going to probably be like 90 or something like that, right? I hope. Uh, did you look? Have you looked at the forecast? No. <gasps> Come on. Oh, my Fred. gosh. Really? I, I start looking at it. I look like 10 days out. Same. Just same. Because, and it never... I, I haven't started packing yet. So. Okay, here. What you got? You got by 82. The way, it's raining at 44 at 141. Some of that rain already moving into the area. Yeah, I think the heavier rain is what I'm referring to. But thank you, Sue, for that. 82 on out. Saturday with a 38% chance of rain. But down there, it's just, you know, that Florida rain. It'll rain a little bit and then it moves out. But yeah. you'll be fine. Well, if that's Saturday. Wait, Thursday, 79. No rain. Thank Thanksgiving's going to be nice. great in Miami, Fred. Oh, Fred, good. Where are you good. going? Are you going to like a restaurant? He's uh, going clubbing. Are you kidding me? Uh, Fred's yeah. going to be out like three in the morning at That's these Miami true. Beach clubs. I don't know what I, was I can thinking. see it. Mm. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. We're doing a bunch of stuff. Okay. I can't wow, wait to hear this. Really wow, that was really evasive. What did yeah. you get evasion <laughs> out of that? That's because yeah. his wife has. Oh, right. that's right. He doesn't know. She's the, uh, he director. just shows up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we get to Susan News, and this is a relatively serious topic, but I'm going to do it because I think it's good for informational purposes for parents, et cetera. Um, certainly caught my attention when I saw it in the Wall Street Journal this morning. An online nude photo scam is ensnaring thousands of teenage boys and causing emotional trauma. And this is really, when you think about it, this is pretty serious. Listen to what happens. And I think that older people, we know, we talk a lot about how older people are sucked into some of the scams. Uh, I even talked about the um, friend of mine who, on Easter morning a couple of years ago, gets a call and they claim that they have their daughter and they need money via Venmo or whatever. I can't remember exactly the process, but it's all a fake, right? They do this and they they call. They seemingly um, make it seem like it's your son or daughter. Usually, I think it's a... It's a daughter in that particular case. But in this situation, it's another scam. Scammers posing as teenage girls befriend boys online, 
share nude photos of a girl, and then ask for a nude photo in return. Once the boy reciprocates, the schemer demands money be sent by a peer-to-peer payment app and threatens to share the boy's photos with his social media followers if he doesn't pay. And law enforcement and child protection experts say this is a crisis right now. It's happening a lot more. You have pedophiles that are blackmailing kids into sending photos or videos. They um, then focus on money, and they're trying to get people to to ante up. They it's say simple. that. Uh, Go ahead. They, but listen to the numbers here. Um, three years ago, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children received fewer than ten reports of this type of financial extortion. You want to take a stab at what it was last year? Okay. Uh, no, ten thousand. Oh. And this year, twelve thousand five hundred. This. Oh. They say boys are easily lured because well, we're boys, right? We respond. I'll just say we, because that's fair. Yeah, they respond to sexual photos more readily than girls do. Um, as soon as boys send their photos, the immediate response back is, "I'm going to ruin your life if you don't pay me." And there's a, an interesting story in here, and it's sad. You think about this. There's a mom in Hatfield, Massachusetts. They didn't identify her. She said her 15-year-old son was targeted in July. Someone claiming to be a teenage girl followed him on Instagram. They chatted via direct message. The two then added each other as friends on Snapchat, and then they exchanged nude photos. As soon as the boy shared a picture of himself. The uh, perpetrator, I mean, you don't even know if it's a, a boy or a girl at that point, right? Whoever's behind this told him to send $200 or the photo would be shared with his Instagram followers, she said. So the kid's panicked, right? Think about this psychologically. He sends $30 via Apple Cash. He doesn't have 200 right? Then he's got $40 from another source, 25 from a gift card. Then the person shared the picture with at least one of his friends via Instagram. So then he's even more panicked. Mom got notifications from Apple about the money transfers, asked the kid about it, says that he started crying, and then he gave it up. And he, you know, he, he said what happened. He told her what happened. So then the police got involved, and they're investigating this. But you, you'd thing. have to think if they're just hitting him up for $200, they're doing this for a lot of kids. There is no scenario in which a kid or anybody should take a nude picture of themselves and put it out anywhere. Anywhere. Sue, while I would agree with you 100% and wholeheartedly, it is stunning to me that this happens even with with, with adults on a regular basis. I mean, think yeah. about Anthony Weiner, not Anthony Weiner's Weiner, but think about him, the former New York congressman who was ensnared in that. Right, that guy was going to run for president. People thought at the time, right? He certainly was going to run for mayor of New York, but he had bigger ambitions, and he's sending pictures of his junk during instant or you know yes. instant messages on Twitter. Who does that? No, it, it no but people do that's it. That's right. No good can come of it. No, especially kids. Come right. on, you got to tell your kids never okay. ever. But I I'm not oh, I'm, I'm not, not justifying uh, it. Nope. I'm not going to but I'm just saying you're a 15-year-old kid, you're going through puberty, you want to see naked girls. The naked girl sends you a picture and says I'm going to send you more naked pictures if I you know. send me yours. That's the psychology of it. I know. It. But the answer of course as all parents is to just yeah. say there's no zero well, okay. scenarios. I think the answer is is a little bit more uh, complicated than the answer is even as your kids get into these middle teen years, you have got to monitor their yeah. you know what because if you don't, you just assume that nothing's happening. Uh, and that's where my understanding is. I remember even talking about this years ago with some friends of mine out in West County where these kids were super into the vaping and mm-hmm. even weed and stuff like that before it was legal. And the way that they were notifying people or communicating was Snapchat because, you know, that stuff mm-hmm. goes away, right? And parents had a tougher time 
monitoring it. Anyway. That's uh, what I mean. Just tell yeah. them there is no... Sin- okay. Well, I'm right. Well, you can far. tell your 15-year-old kid, no, don't send a picture of your penis. Well, no, you don't have to say The girl like sends that. boobs, and then the kid's going to say, okay, well, wait a second. I'm going to send another picture. No. Hopefully, they will say, there's no scenario in which that's going to pay off for no, anybody. But the, I, I think yeah, that... It's pretty disturbing. Thinking through really this logically is, is probably not, not the, the way. best way to do it, considering... But here we go. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. <laughs> and now, Sue's News, sponsored by Mr. Appliance, Speedy Expert Service. Call 636-674-6446. Did anybody uh, watch the Las Vegas Grand Prix? I did. I watched all of it. I wondered if you did, Fred. I did. You know what? I wanted to watch it. Yeah. And I was watching all the pregame, and then I fell asleep. They started the coverage, you know, right around 10 o'clock after football. Well, Mizzou right. was on. Right. You know, Mizzou Florida was on that rap, yeah. so I'm watching it. And the pregame was not that good, except for Danica Patrick. She looked great, by the way. <laughs> but it was not – it wasn't that – thrilling or exciting yeah. and then I just fell asleep now I have the whole damn thing on you know damn video on record, watched, yeah. but I didn't see any of it and then I also never really heard much about it so was it a good race Fred it was good it was 50 laps did you watch the whole thing I did wow that's did. good for you I, and I liked just watching it to actually see the casinos you know yeah. in the background I agree Fred I watched the highlights because I can't stay up that late and uh, it was really cool to just see the above shots right. the shots from the blimp or the drone or whatever it was but other than that, once you get used to them going that fast, it's right. just woof, woof, woof. <laughs> kind of crazy. How was that again? Woof, woof. I, I don't like know if I can do a third. I'm not even sure that's even mildly accurate. They said 350,000 people. Wow. That seems like a lot of people. That's not too Where, shabby. What? Were and they Vegas? ever watching it? Yeah. You mean like Wait, TV? Well, I, don't mean, I don't mean in yeah, person. Maybe, yeah, it's not too bad. Ah, it's wow. Vegas. You yeah, know, I, I don't know. Did Rick say anything about it? Yeah, he said, and he's going to come on Wednesday. He said that they were anyone who lived in Vegas, like if you're in Henderson, you had just avoided the strip for the past few weeks because it was impossible to get around. Yeah, that's what they say. Uh, I want to point out my uh, new Keith Morrison T-shirt that Dawn. I noticed uh, let it. Me. I did too. Uh, I love it so much. Uh, uh, she sent me these new Keith Morrison T-shirts. If you ever watch Dateline, and Keith Morrison is the absolute best, but they always start. Every, I mean, almost every single one of them say, well, her mother said she lit up a room. And that's what this <laughs> So says. the T-shirt says, if I ever go missing, I want Keith Morrison to talk about how I light up a room. That's right, because that will be the first thing they say. If you are gone, she lit up a room. That's what all Matthew friends Perry's say. Matthew Perry's uh, yeah, stepdad. stepfather. Yep. Again, that was new new information mm-hmm. for me so a thank you ago, or a uh, month ago, I guess it was. To Don, who uh, sent me the, because uh, you can get some with Keith Morrison's face, but this is so classic. Okay. <laughs> On this day in history, 52 years ago, Mark, this has a little bit of music. I feel like we hear this quite a bit, but... In 1971, Isaac Hayes ne- hit number one on the charts with this, the theme from Shaft. Funky. I, I think we had that, uh-huh, we that did. stat. Well, no, we had the stat recently, oh. I think, that we have not had like an instrumental oh, that's chart right. for a while. The 70s, not uncommon, even early 80s, not uncommon, then it pretty much stopped. Yeah. No and, more instrumentals. Yeah, you're right. 52 years ago. Did you watch that show, Fred? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Huh. I never really did either. I think we were too we were too, too young? Uh, young. We were just yeah. we were in Gilgan's Island and <laughs> you know Brady Bunch mode at that time. And 41 years ago today in 1982, Drew Barrymore became the youngest host of SNL. Can you guess how old she was? 
What year? 1982. Well, wait a second. 82? She must have been. She was. No, seven. Wait, she hosted when she she hosted SNL when she was seven. It had to have been E.T. Yeah, well, of course it was E.T., but I didn't remember Uh her. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Seven. And they put her in everything. I know. It's just very. What? By the way, SNL did something interesting over the weekend. They they borderlined on something that was somewhat funny, <laughs> believe what? it or not. Well, and I didn't watch it, but Sue, th- this uh, this has been making the, the rounds. I'll play it here All just right, a little bit. Hear. It's not the theme from Shaft, which is still rolling. It's This is more <laughs> visual than it is audio, but here, I'll just see if you get it here. It's been 50 years since Billie Jean King defeated Bobby Riggs in the Battle of the Sexes. She shocked the world and stood up to misogyny in the tennis community. But what if I told you she wasn't the first? Another victory for Sharna Lee Diamond. Diamond, Miss Diamond. Ms. All right, Fred, how do, we, how do we walk people through what happens here? You have a biological male that is playing a female and uh, hit the balls, hit the tennis ball so hard that it went through the female's body, like <laughs> pierced the body. There's a hole in her chest, which this is where SNL kind of went turf a little bit, which I find interesting considering their audience. That's trans exclusionary radical feminist. That's what, you know, J.K. Oh, Rowling is that what is. it is? She's a I'm turf. not up to date. So they did a, they did a comedy bit that kind of pokes fun right. at some things that are, you know, near and dear to the heart of the millennials and the younger people which oh, is, no. which is if you player. have a penis and you claim that you're a female it, it's okay everything's fine with that uh, well I sent this story to Mark over the weekend there was a, a female boxer in Canada who withdrew at the last hour from a championship tournament why because they told her about an hour before this uh, uh, fight and this is a boxing match that her opponent was transgender and a biological yeah. male. So she said, nope, not going to do it. Not going to do Smart. it. Now, she quoted um, some, some. it was a fact, apparently. It was some research who had said that uh, men actually, okay, let me find it exactly. According to a study, a male blow has 163% more impact than a woman's, even adjusted for weight. That's how much harder they punch and she thought, what the, I'm not doing that. I don't know how they could even begin to try to do, that is dangerous. It's very dangerous. And it's coming on the heels of the um, the, the kid who was trans on a female, what was it? Field it hockey field team. Hockey. Yeah. yeah. And the kid just, now, you can have accidents in field hockey if they were girls, but the, the force of the shot knocked teeth out and forced hospitalization a couple of weeks ago for that kid. And well, in the Saturday Night Live skit, the male tennis player was Jason Momoa. Oh, so that's you could see funny! How big he yeah. Was. Okay. Now that's was he the funny. host over the weekend? Yeah, he must have been. I don't even know. No, Abby, he must you know? have been. I, I, I have guess. no I'm idea. I'm assuming that he was. Right. right. Yeah. Well, and and his and of course in this situation, um, he was the well he Maya, she was really upset. Why would she back out? Why would his? Oh, give me a break! Uh, you would have hurt her. And um, she also said, the, the woman who backed out said, quote, women should not have to bear the physical and psychological risks brought by a man's decision regarding his personal life and identity. There should be two categories, biological male and biological female. It's not that hard. No. It, it really isn't that hard. And if you want to be someone who wants to change your identity or gender, whatever it is, Go for it, right? But leave leave the rest of us out of it, is is what I'm saying. And, you know, this whole nonsense, I I highlighted this. This is trans. It's another one of these trans days. I'm not sure. There's so damn many of them here in this country. But, of course, our mayor had to highlight this. It is Trans Day of Remembrance because last week was Trans Visibility Week. And then there's Trans Visibility Day. Then there's Pride Month. 
and there's probably two months and three months. It just goes on and on and on. Meantime, the real issues and the things like learning loss that we discussed in the last hour are just completely being ignored. Well, at what point do people stand up and say, this is ridiculous? I mean, does he have to get in the ring with her, knock her out, actually injure her for somebody yeah. to say this doesn't make sense? I think the answer to that question is yes, because we've had a fair amount of people, even people on the left that have spoken out about this now, I think relatively effectively, even guys like Bill Maher. But it doesn't change these woke Athletics associations in places like that. It is insanity. It's just nuts. Uh, Rosalind Carter passed away yesterday at 95. I did want to, I know that we all know this, but she was the first lady from 1977 to 81. She and Jimmy Carter were married for 77 years. It's a record for presidential marriages. That's sweet. It really is. Uh, she graduated from Georgia Southwestern in 1946. Then she was going to go on and study interior design, but she married him instead. Uh, she, by all accounts, seemed like a very nice woman. Sue's News brought to you by Mr. Appliance. Speedy expert service. Call 636-674-6446. And finally, uh, in Sue's News, we have today's random fact. Huh, Okay. Lamborghini, since this is in honor of the Grand Prix, Lamborghini started as a tractor company in 1948. It was tractors first. The first <laughs> Lamborghini was a tractor. The founder did not start his car company until 1963. And wow. that's it for Sue's News. Didn't know that one. That's why it's a random fact That's on Susan's Fred, did you know that one? No, I didn't. Oh, see, there you go. You learn something on the Mark Reardon show on a daily basis, yes. or at least a couple times a year, something Sometimes. like that. 425, Chris <laughs> Nagus used to be at Channel 4, and um, he's doing other things in media right now. That's not really important. What's important is he posted a video after riding on the Polar Express that took him through what looked like the remnants of what's left of some of the cities in Ukraine. But no, it was here in St. Louis. We're going to talk about it next, sadly. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Big football game tonight. Eagles and Chiefs Super Bowl rematch. There was an interesting, it was like a lengthy profile piece on Travis Kelsey in the Wall Street Journal this morning. And I don't think they mentioned T. Swifty's name until about 75% into the column. But they did talk about that. There's no doubt about that. You'll see both Kelsey brothers on the field tonight. Kusamano with a preview just a little bit um, away from now, like 4.45 in 15 minutes. Chris Nagus is back with us this afternoon. There was a point where Mr. Nagus was the official investigative reporter of the Mark Reardon Show. I don't really quite know how he has survived in his uh, career or his life since not having that title because he went on to bigger and better things. Okay. But he's back with us this afternoon. Nagus, how are you? 
Mark, it's good to hear your voice again. How are you doing today? Good. You were at Channel 4 for a long time. You are the Senior Director of Storytelling and Content Strategy currently for Scripps Broadcasting. I can't remember because you do things in the region, but are you still living here in St. Louis? Is that the hook? I am. I still live in the St. Louis area. I'm out in St. Louis County. I travel a lot. I'm on the road every other week going to different cities around the country, helping out in newsrooms uh, in markets small, medium, and big. It's, it's a fun job. It uh, gets me on the road quite a bit. Yeah, well, so you were on a train yesterday. This is a little different, and you posted something that's gotten quite a bit of attention from, you know, not only regular folks here in the region, but some political types as well, because you took the kiddos on the Polar Express from Union Station, right, Chris? Yeah, you know, we do it every year. My kids are getting a little bit old, but they've got younger cousins. I've got nephews that really enjoy it. So every year we make a tradition out of it, and we take them on the Polar Express you know, leaves Union Station, wraps around the arch, and then to the north side where Santa's got his village or, you know, I guess they've got a stage where he waves to the kids and eventually boards the train. And, you know, I'm sitting there with my family, and as we're rolling north of downtown, it's just unbelievable how bad that area looks. And we're not talking about, you know, blighted old buildings, just trash, litter, debris. I mean, it just looks like indifference and apathy. And, you know, I, you know, I had a lot of people on social media, on Twitter specifically, that were dumping down my throat, upset oh, at me, saying, it. well, yeah. you know, that was a, a real entitled viewpoint that you offered there by posting the pictures of the blight in the city. But I don't think there's anything, you know, uh, there's nothing elitist about it. it. It's simply, it's our city. And how have we allowed it to look like this? I just, I truly believe our region deserves better. We've got to, we've got to clean parts of this city up. So let me address some of the folks on Twitter because somebody, and I like your responses as well, somebody asked you, is this your first time in a major city or do you actually think this is a uniquely St. Louis problem? And that's just a ridiculous response. I mean, if you looked at the video, let, let's take everything out of it. Let's just show people this video and say, hey, we're not going to tell you what city this is, but this is on a ride for kids around the holidays from a location in one major downtown area. You think this is acceptable to see? There's nobody that would say yes. No, this looks more like what's been blown up in Gaza or in Israel or in Ukraine than it does a metropolitan area here in, in this country, Chris. It's, it's not a pretty sight. I mean, there's no question that it, it looks like a landfill. And, you know, I, I get it for people who say, okay, it's an industrial part of town. It's a little bit blighted. But for two months a year, this is what visitors to our city see. And, you know, I don't know what the numbers are on Polar Express, but if you figure they're running multiple rides every single day, this is thousands of people collectively over the holiday season. And that's what you see out the window. What kind of an impression does that leave for visitors who then go back to the cities they're from and they talk about that experience and they tell people what they saw in St. Louis? It's just not a good image. And, you know, I, I care because I believe as a longtime resident of this region, details matter. I see it in the places that I visit for work. I was in Salt Lake City last week. You don't see trash, litter, and debris in their downtown area. You just don't see it. Well, and, and I don't know if this will even inspire anyone to, to do anything differently. You know, I've been kind of ranting and raving about some of the things downtown, Chris, and um, you know where we're located now, not too far from City Hall and from Enterprise Center and Stiefel, and there have been two shootings in the middle of the day because of the homeless encampment around the city. It's not good. You had a college basketball team that came into town to play Webster a week and a half ago. They're just simply taking photos down at the arch. Their band gets ripped off, and that's not something that just happens occasionally here in St. Louis. Just ask any bands 
who have come through. The city has a reputation for that. Now, clearly, other metropolitan areas have crime issues as well. But when it comes to, you know, let's let's address this issue of you being elitist or something. This Jess Piper person, I don't know who she is. I see even some of my Republican friends retweeting her nonsense. She's someone who ran for political office. She seems to have a following on the left. And she weighs in here saying, oof, this looks elitist as hell. What the hell looks elitist? And I've retweeted this, um, by the way. What looks elitist about taking, you know, video out the window of a, a ride that's supposed to be Christmas related at the holidays for families. It's just a fair representation of the crap out there, Nagus. Well, you know, listen, I don't know just personally, and so I can't speak to her position or why she decided to post that. But I will tell you this because I am familiar with who she is and I've, you know, followed her on Twitter and I see her post. And I do know that she apparently cares about the part of the state where she lives, just like I care about the part of the state where I live. I truly believe we can set a better path, a better course. You know, I don't think we have to put up with this. And as longtime St. Louisans, I think we become accustomed to things after a while. It's like, well, it's always looked that way. Or that's the area where people dump trash or leave garbage or have broken windows. We, we, it's almost like we accept it. And, and, and I think there's something broken there. You know, why do we have to accept the way that it's been for so long? Who's going to want to go down there and invest? And I do remember, I specifically remember Governor Jay Nixon standing down there on that site when they were talking about building an NFL stadium down there years ago. And I remember he said, if we don't build this NFL stadium, this area is going to look exactly like this 10 years from now. I don't know how many years it's been exactly since that press conference, but he was right. It still looks like a blighted mess. And if anything, it's gotten worse. Yeah, well, it has gotten worse in that. And most people, that's the irony here is that most people have no idea how bad that part of the city, you know, looks right now downtown. And I went to, um, I went to, I had an Al's Steakhouse experience a couple months ago. You ever been there, Nagus? I I know where Al's is at. In fact, the train goes right by it. And the area that I'm talking about is just a block or two away from Al's Steakhouse. That's why I bring it up, because I was meeting some friends for dinner there. This goes back about two months. I had never been to Al's. And because of some of the construction around the dome, it's a little tricky to get in there. So I had to take a couple of turns that I wasn't anticipating. And I landed essentially in the area that you took video of were very similar. And I thought to myself, Sue, you might remember, I came back from that thinking, oh, my God, that's all I see is dilapidated buildings and nonsense and trash. Yeah. And and that's what people don't get to see because typically they're not there or not on a train. But Negus, I, I get it because I was just there a couple of months ago. It's horrible. Well, listen, and what surprised me, and, and I, I will credit Dr. Megan Green on this. She responded to my tweet because I did tag her on that. Well, I was going to ask know, you about uh, that, over, yeah. Do yeah, you really? So I, do you, is it something? Is it municipal law that you have to call her Doctor Megan Green? Really? But I'll well, I, she's the board of Aldermanic President. Megan Green, you know, and, yes. and again, a leader in our city. And I did appreciate. I said to her in all sincerity, I appreciate the response. And she laid out, you know, from her perspective, why some of these issues persist. You know, she talks about how difficult it is to find people for vacancy or to track down owners through layered LLCs and all the problems that come with this. But at the end of the day. This is a pride in our city issue, right? This should not be a controversial issue. I've got people on on all sides of this. You know, some people agree with my video and say, hey, I'm glad you posted it. And other people who are calling me names, I can take the arrows. That's not a problem for me. But at the end of the day, this shouldn't be controversial no, it should in be. a city like St. Louis. We should all agree. There should be a consensus that we want to live in a clean place 
and put our best foot forward when it comes to visitors from outside of our region. We want people to spend money here. We want people to come here and stay in hotels and go to bars and restaurants and create jobs in our city. Everywhere else I go, I see these flourishing districts in their downtown corridor, and I want to see the same thing here. And I know I'm not the only person who sees this. I, you know, I might be more vocal about it and posting about it on social media, but man, it just feels like this should be inexcusable. And I'd love to see our city leaders be vocal about it and talk about the, the, the fact that they're not going to tolerate it. Well, I got bad news for you. They're too busy focusing on Trans Day of Awareness and Trans Visibility Day to bother with that. And I say that in all seriousness because some of this would not be too difficult to grab a handle of and say, you know, we got all this money from the RAM settlement. We're going to put a team together. We're going to make sure 911 calls are answered. We're going to try to clean up our city. That's leadership, but you don't have that on the part of this mayor, certainly. And I would put Dr. Green and some of the others in that category as well, Chris. It's just sad. It really is. But I'm glad that you uh, took that video, and I'm glad. Why was it controversial? Even Jane Duker weighed in and said, at this point, it's shocking that this would be controversial, right? Well, look, you know, at the end of the day, I believe our city can handle more than one thing at once, right? It doesn't have to be either this or that that we prioritize. I think we can prioritize a lot of things. And again, you know, to Jane's point, why is this controversial? I don't get it. I don't I get it. I have Hades. an answer to that. Yep. I don't know why it's controversial. I'm simply the guy that shot some video from a train car and posted it last night. I happen to be a guy that worked at KMOV for a long time. Happen to be a guy that was born and raised here and still lives here. But at the end of the day, I know that what I'm seeing is seen by others. It is. And I do feel passionate about this city. I love this place. And I want it to be a place where my kids will live someday. I got to run, Nagus. I agree with you, though. Thank you for posting it. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Take care, man. 97.1 FM Talk Political Insider Scott Jennings with us after the top of the hour. Also, we got Carafano talking about whether or not Ukraine is ever going to be able to get out of this war, and it looks like Russia is not going to be defeated. That's at least some of the sentiment out there. We'll get to that in the 5 o'clock hour plus an audio cut of the day right now. Mr. Frank Cusimano, KSDK Sports Director after a crazy sports weekend. And we got a big football game tonight with the uh, Super Bowl rematch. Frank, how are you? Yes, we do, but I think I care a little bit more about the Mizzou Tigers, and I'm sure you do, too. I, I absolutely do. That game, and we'll, we'll skip what happened, happened on the, the hard court last night with the basketball team. They're going to have some ups and downs. But, oh, my, was that a thriller. It was way too close. I will candidly announce to you that when it was 4th and 17 or 18, I walked outside to my fire pit Saturday night, and I just accepted that it was over. And then I heard my wife kind of screaming from the couch. So we got it done. Good teams win games like that, Frank. It wasn't easy, though. No, it wasn't. But I think, you know, we're used to those um, iconic moments with Mizzou football, but they go against you like a fifth down or – the Nebraska touchdown in the end zone. That was crazy, but this one went the Mizzou way, and it's just kind of typical of this season. There's something magical about them. But with that said, you still got to finish the deal. You got to win in Fayetteville against a very talented quarterback, and uh, the coach just got an extension, Sam Pittman. So they're going to be fired up. They want nothing less, nothing more than to spoil Mizzou's season. So it's going to be a fun Friday afternoon. I think a lot of us felt that way on Saturday night. And look, we talked about it Friday because it's just that Mizzou mentality, if you will. We thought something bad could happen, and it almost did happen. But, you know, I, I you got to credit the coaches. And Brady Cook, especially coming from 
being booed in those first games, you know, to where he is right now, the intensity, the uh, the way that he's working with Luther and the rest of the receivers, it's it's amazing. And you got a real great chance to close out strong here and be one of those New York Six Bowls, right, Frank? That's kind of the goal at this yeah. point. In fact, you know, some are saying Texas in the Cotton Bowl or what about Penn State in the Peach Bowl? Bottom line is they won't be playing in the Gasparilla Bowl. I mean, this is going to be a real sexy matchup for Mizzou around New Year's Day. By the way, none of those teams intimidate me. I'm not saying that we, we might not lose. We might lose. But none of those teams, especially after keeping it closer with Georgia than any other SEC team recently, bring them on, right? I think it's going to be a great bowl matchup. Yeah, you know what's crazy, too, is if Georgia beats Alabama and hands Alabama their second loss in the SEC championship game, I wonder if, and let's just say they spank them, I wonder if Mizzou would actually be higher in the college football playoff rankings than Alabama, which just seems crazy. But if they play Georgia closer and they have the same record, or they have the same two losses, then Mizzou actually could. I think that's a fascinating question. Uh, we got some Cardinals news today that we should cover, right? Yeah, Lance Lynn, who at one time was a really good pitcher. Like, if I were to tell you, like this offseason, you're going to sign a pitcher who just won 13 games, who had almost 200 strikeouts, you'd be kind of pleased. But then you look a little closer, and Lance Lynn is going to turn 37, and he just gave up 44 home runs, including four more in the postseason. This is not exactly number one starter. But I will say this. If, if they bring Sonny Gray and, say, like a Michael Waka with Lance Lynn, and Lance Lynn is your you know, third or fourth starter, I'm okay with this. I just don't know what he has left. I know he's still – it's not like a Wainwright situation where the velocity is greatly diminished. He still throws relatively hard. He just gives up a lot of home runs. Meantime, um, Aaron Nola is staying with the Phillies, right? He signed a, an extension there. Or he signed a new contract. Yeah, seven years. He got like $170 million. And if I'm Aaron Nola and I got a chance to be Bryce Harper's teammate and I love these guys and I, I grew up in the organization and we know we're going to be really good for years to come, I don't blame him, especially for that kind of money. Hey, by the way, uh, another bit of Cardinals news today, Danny Descalso is going to be the new bench coach? Yes. They're going to move uh, Joe McEwing to the front office. He's going to be a special assistant to John Mozeliak. And Daniel Descalso, who really – was a guts and guile kind of player. He seemingly has all the characteristics of being a good coach or manager one day in the big leagues, played for La Russa. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great move to bring him in to be the bench coach. All right, let me bring it full circle here with the football game because this could be a lot of fun tonight with the Eagles and the Chiefs. A lot of, uh, a lot of coaches are, are probably going to get dismissed after this year. There's some crazy things happening in the NFL, but these are clearly two of the best teams, and we may be heading for a collision course in another Super Bowl rematch in January or February, I guess it is. Yeah, I, 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 there's no reason not to like the Chiefs. And Jalen Hurts, you know, we, we saw last year, brought his team to the, to the Super Bowl. I think the Eagles and the 49ers have the best roster. The only thing I'm leery about the Chiefs is that wide-receiving core. It's almost unfair that Patrick Mahomes, in the prime of his career, does not have a top-notch wide receiver. So I, I would lean um, the Chiefs not making it. Um, but the AFC, yeah. it may be the Ravens. The odds would be against, yeah, the odds would be against them anyway, just because of um, you know multiple appearances. But yeah, the Ravens look really, really tough right now. But I like the Chiefs' um, chances just because it's Andy Reid. And by the way, tonight Andy Reid coming off the bye. Frank, we'll talk not Friday because we're off on Friday. We'll talk a week from now. Have a great Thanksgiving. All right, appreciate it, sir. Thank yep, you. Take care. Get more at ninety-seven-one talk.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.